The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome to the Coach O Show. I'm Luke Tasker, and this is episode one of the 2022 season. Throughout the year, you can turn into the Ticats Audio Network weekly for a one-on-one with myself and coach. I know I'm looking forward to a year full of insights from the head office at Tim Hortons Field. The Coach O Show is presented by Turkster Lumber. If you're thinking of tackling a project at your home, Talk to a project coach from Turkster Lumber. They can help with everything from ordering a new front door to designing a new deck or fence. Do it yourself doesn't mean do it alone. Visit TurkstraLumber.com to learn more. Coach, it's great to see you again, man. I'm looking forward to the show this season. Yeah, thanks, Luke. It's great to see you too, man. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to 2022. Awesome. Uh, we uh, obviously broadcast this uh, uh, through any podcast catcher that you listen to and uh all kinds of uh, internet sites, but some, one of them included is in video on YouTube. And coach, please, is this chair that you're sitting on a new addition to your office? What's going on behind this you? Is, you got a great- This is uh, not, this is this is a training camp special. Okay. This is uh, in the building that we're at. And it's kind of a little bit of soundproof insulation here. I'm not really sure what we got going, but no, this isn't an addition to the office. So you, mm. this is a one-time only. Okay, well, awesome. Episode one only. Uh, coach- uh, training camp, uh, it seems like it just got started and obviously you had, uh, we had another interruption to training camp. Uh, what's it like? What's the feeling like? Do you feel behind the eight ball here getting ready for the season, uh, with a shortened camp already? No, I think it was, uh, you know, a camp of uncertainty, a lot of those things. It was tough on everybody, not just the players, but the coaches. And, but I thought the way we responded, Luke was, uh, outstanding. Everybody was just ready to go. And once we were between the white lines, there was a, a high level of focus. So, uh, you know, is it ideal? No, but we don't feel like we're behind at all because, you know, we've just been practicing with the days that, that we've been given. So uh, feeling good right now. It, it started a little bit slow because you didn't play right away. But now since that game happened, uh, you know, we're all of a sudden here we are day three getting ready to, to play our final preseason game. And then it's it's for real the following week. So it seems uh, after the first game, it went really quick. Yeah, I remember that from my own uh, weeks at McMaster, that first preseason game, all of a sudden you're going downhill quickly into the season there. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, what do you credit that that? Uh, yeah, and jumpstart into camp. Is that veteran leadership that you guys got off, like you said, just right away to the right foot? Uh, is that just a good mentality in the locker room? Yeah, I think it is about the environment that you create. And I think just con- consistent communication, you know, powerful lines of communication are extremely important. And I really feel like uh, we did that. This wasn't a us against them type of thing. This was a we thing. And, you know, the players were going to handle their business and the coaches were going to handle, you know, our business. And we each each side was going to control what they could control. And when we were all together, it was uh, a positive vibe. And so, you know, I, I credit, uh, you know, the personnel department for bringing in great people. I think uh, there's a nice foundation of, of veteran leadership on this team. Uh, same thing on the coaching staff. Uh, just everybody was ready to hit the ground when that was going to be the case. And so I just think setting that framework uh, helped us. That's great. I talked, I ran into Chris Van Zyl when we were at McMaster briefly 
Brandon Revenberg, it seems like it seems like their thoughts of this camp that they kind of were all smiles. They're like, you know what? It's actually it's actually going pretty well. It's, it's actually a good group of guys. It really, from an outsider, it seems like a cohesive group of players. Obviously, we know uh, a list of names that have been around there uh, for years, and Simone and Ted and Dane, of course, with uh, taking the reins as QB one. What about any new additions to that leadership core? Are there guys that are stepping up that are adding into that veteran uh, voice in the locker room? Yeah, you know what? You know this, Luke. Um, you know, the locker room is is the, is the player's place. And, you know, every now and again, you, you'll walk through there mainly to get to the therapy department or something like that. So, you know, the, the other new faces that may be taking the reins, you know, I, I probably wouldn't know, you know, out unless they were doing it out on the football field. But, you know, there's, um, you know, I think what's really neat is that even the ones that have been around that may be vocal or lead by example, uh, there's no ego there. So other people that are emerging, you know, they, they get to have a voice also. And that's that's unique when you're dealing with this many people. Uh, so, you know, I couldn't sit here and specifically tell you at this point, you know, you asked me this week three, I could say, hey, you know, person X or person Y, I think has emerged uh, either as an example leader or as a vocal leader. But, you know, right now I'd say it's mainly the mainstays from before. But, uh, you know, I don't see it as an ego thing like this is my team listen to what I'm saying. And you, and you would know that from being in locker rooms. Of course, that uh, that resonates with my experience with you as well. And we'll keep our finger on the pulse of leadership as the uh, season progresses. But uh, that game, that was a blast. RJ and I in the booth and along with the rest of our uh, team uh, upstairs, it was fun to call. And every every now and again, we were reminding ourselves or commenting on the fact that it doesn't matter, but it didn't, it really, the game doesn't matter, but it really was, it was just a blast to be up there and watch. Was it a fun experience for you on the sidelines or were you encouraged by the energy out there? I was, I, you could feel it in the building, you know, it hardly uh, felt like a, a preseason game from a energy standpoint from the fans. And I know, you know, sometimes you forget that some of these players have never seen the locker room. Right. They haven't felt that game day experience. They don't know what it's like to run out there. And so it's always a special moment uh, for those players that haven't been a part of it. And then actually to put on a, a professional jersey, um, you know, it's 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 a special time. But then, you know, when the whistle blows, it's about execution and it's about playing football. And uh, while we weren't uh, perfect uh, and no perfect game's been played, I thought we did well in certain phases. And then, you know, obviously, you know, it ended in true CFL fashion that the game's never over. Yeah, what a uh, what a tangible uh, teaching moment for young, especially young Americans coming up. And 15 seconds left in a kickoff. There's not there's not often much hope. Of course, <laughs> I, I guess when I say that, it harkens back to the NFL playoffs with Buffalo in, in the Kansas City last year. But there you go. <laughs> but it truly uh, unique, and that was a that was really a cool CFL moment. And for a young guy, I'm thinking back to my first early preseason games. And I don't remember, I don't really remember a game quite as exciting or as uh, just, just fun to be a part to have a team storm the field at the end of a preseason game uh, for a, for a walk-off kick is a, it's cool on its own, even though it may uh, disappear into history uh, being, being just a, a preseason match. But uh, from your eyes as a head coach, a successful game, did you learn what you, what you were hoping to learn about your guys? Well, you know, the expectations were just that, you know, there wasn't, you know, a stockpile of them, to be honest with you. You just wanted to go out and play and get a baseline and sure. see where we're at in 2022. Ooh. You know, what what is carrying over? What isn't? Um, you know, take a look at the, the hash marks, some of the rule changes, you know, how you're going to call a game. 
Uh, you get you get to do situations that you wouldn't normally get a chance to do. You can't hit all those in practice. And that's the mm-hmm. importance, in my opinion, of playing the preseason games, you know, making those quick decisions on third and two uh, based on the on the score or, you know, are we going to run the ball? Are we going to pass? Are we going to you know pressure him here? Or are we not? There's just so many things that you can learn from. And then within that, you're still trying to get evaluation. Right. Yes, we always want to win. That's what we take the field to do. And it was a great feeling for all of those players and everybody involved from video to equipment to therapy. Just that feeling, you know, the locker room's always just a smidge different, uh, even if it's a meaningful game or not um, when you win. And yeah. so, but within that, you, you want to be able to grab some evaluation and and you want to see some improvement on some things that maybe you weren't doing well in practice. Yeah, so I got to remember, I got to imagine that training camp on that next day is even if the game doesn't matter, it's just a little bit easier and a little bit um, a little bit lighter when you when you for a walk off field goal for the win. That's a that's a great experience to be a part of, even for guys who, uh, you know, just the way it is, they may may never actually make a team or make this team. Right. It's still still a good uh, football experience. It makes rundown um, a little more palatable. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, that's much better said. It makes that conditioning on the morning after just uh, a little easier to have the smile and, and uh, to think, uh, you know, get to, not got to for that, for that. There you go, brother. A bit better. Um, uh, get to, not got to is, is uh, one, one of your, uh, one of your great coaching lines. I, I imagine that you're climbing the mountain. You're at, you're at the very, uh, uh, you're at base camp on the mountain again this year for, for the guys and for, for you listeners that, that aren't uh, following or aren't familiar uh, famous uh, Coach O uh, sort of a coaching example is the visualization of, a, of the season being a mountain and that peak is, is the Grey Cup championship. And with each victory and, and, uh, and with each win, you climb a little higher. Coach, is, is that still an important – is that still preached to the, to the 2022 Ticats? You know what? We haven't, we haven't got the, uh, the mountain out, and that, that was for a reason, right? Yeah. And, and the messaging there is that it's a different season, even though we did switch the mountain – uh, because it was a different one that we were climbing. Sure. Uh, we just took a little, little, little different approach to say, hey, this is a unique season. It uh, doesn't mean that it won't come out, but we thought in the beginning, you know, I just thought that I wanted, you know, I don't, there's no carryover, mm-hmm. right? The goal's still the same, um, but let's see what we are in 2022. And then once we have everybody assembled, we'll decide what kind of journey we're going to head on, what that looks like. That's great. Um, Quickly, you had mentioned the hash marks there and to, to break off and sidebar into some technical uh, talk for, for one quick question. Talk to me about that, because as I'm watching the game for my first experience with the tighter hashes in the CFL, things, things looked very, very different to me, to the, the, the new boundary side of the CFL field, particularly with the will and the halfbacks responsibilities to that side. What are you, how is this changing your coaching approach? And I'll give it to you from a defensive standpoint here. Uh, that, that has to, that's going to change the way that the, that the game is played to the boundary side there uh, in training camp. I'm sure the, the hashes are lined up uh, new. I'm sure it's been addressed as you head into a game. Uh, what has to be different about a defensive mentality and in in your approach to protecting that boundary side? I think it's still ongoing, Luke. And, you know, I don't think the sample size is quite big enough yet. And I think, you know, as you know, film will travel and everybody will have their different. There's some brilliant minds in this league and on how to both defend it and how to attack it. And I think, you know, we're still learning some of that also. 
Right. But in the meantime, I don't see playbooks completely being revamped. You know, I'll just mm. speak from our point of view. I can't speak for any other football team, but I do think that uh, as you would know, as a former receiver, that your, uh, your splits and things like that are, are definitely going to be varied from, from the old playbook. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's, it's an ongoing thing. And, and I don't know that we'll settle in, you know, even maybe in the first third of the season, I think there'll be some, an evolution of things going on and, you know, obviously the kicking game is, is going to be, you know, affected a little bit there and yeah. maybe, you know, as a preliminary look, maybe positively for field goal percentages across the league uh, with less sharp angles. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the kickoff moving back, I think, I think there's got, you know, I'm excited about, yeah. about the new rules and I, I'm not even sure how, uh, we're going to defend them all in the beginning. Uh, it's great to talk about it, you know, when you're around the four walls, if you will, but then you have to get out on the field and that's what the exciting part of starting training camp was. Uh, so I think it's still, it's still ongoing and, uh, you know, but I'm excited about the change and we'll see, we'll see how it ends up. I'm excited as well from a receiver's perspective it makes me imagine that z receiver isn't just out on an island always now that ball times a little bit less he can get pulled back into some regular concepts and then the w to the boundary has just a w option right now if you're going to play if you're going to play your, your standard high halfback and the and where the will has to do everything in the underneath coverage if you put your athlete at w and run an option i'm just excited to see what people in the league are going to be doing with that because it seems like I want to go back and play again and run W options yeah. <laughs> at 10 yards and just, and just let, let me let just do what you want to do. But certainly that's, certainly that's oversimplified. So we'll see how, see how the league sort of corrects itself. Um, well, looking forward to it, coach, before we, before I let you go, you've got one more preseason game here. What is the, what is the biggest thing you're looking for from your team going into the last uh, scrimmage game? I would just say just improvement in the areas we're talking about, you know, uh, behind the doors and, you know, growth from, from a collective standpoint and individual standpoint, there's uh, some players that, uh, you know, feel like need to step up and be in, you know, really make an impact in the game and some need to continue to grow uh, others, you know, or somebody's going to flash and shine. And, you know, I think ultimately, you know, you want to come out healthy, you know, they want to give yourself the best chance heading into week one. That is an uncontrollable factor, but if, if there was a way I could control that and still be super competitive, that's what you would want to do. So again, the expectations are to, you know, be disciplined, play hard, play fast. And, you know, as always win, if you can. Coach, we're back to Guelph. My first ever experience with coach O <laughs> 2013 on the field at Guelph versus Calgary. That was my first uh, CFL game. And I uh, can't wait to get back. I haven't been back to Guelph since actually. Uh I was in Guelph for one Andy Fantuz uh, charity event at one point, but I, I don't, I haven't been back to the field and I'm very much so looking forward to it and watching your guys uh, get after it up there. Awesome. Luke. Well, yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting heading back to Guelph. And I think, I think yeah. it's been upgraded a little bit. I don't think that the coaches will be intense up there anymore. <laughs> I think they got something, but uh, uh, nevertheless, they're going to kick the ball off anyways, and we'll yeah. be ready. Awesome. The, uh, Listeners, fans, there, there will be no TV coverage this weekend. So your only chance to get the last preseason game for the 2022 Ticats will be either at the stadium in Guelph or on the Ticats audio network and our affiliates. We're looking forward very much to the game, Coach. And then after that, we're on to uh, the ones that count. So, Coach, can't wait for the season for our show together and to watch you guys play um, uh, both this week and moving forward. Have a great remainder of training camp, Coach, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Bye for now.
The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Like, subscribe, and find out what Coach is thinking every Tuesday.